And welcome to the Armchair Sports, guys. It is our Saturday showdown here with Mike Lachance and our Buffalo Bills fan, our guest, John Lidwin. I am G.J. Mitchell. Happy Saturday to you. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. I know I'm going as uh, Julian Edelman because, poof, like a ghost, he's gone for the weekend. Ah, see what I did there? I'll see myself out. Uh, welcome to the show, John. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Mike, how are you, sir? Living the dream, baby. Boo. Nice, nice, nice. So, John, um, as you know, we are bringing guests on every week to discuss um, some football and feature the Patriots uh, opponent of that week. So it happens to be Buffalo week, a nice rivalry game uh, up in Buffalo, up in uh, the lovely city area of Buffalo, which I think that's actually horseshit saying that because Buffalo sucks. Um, culture. Uh, <laughs> but welcome to the show. I got to ask, how'd you become a Buffalo Bills fan around this area? Well, I grew up there, lived okay. my first 40 years of my life in Buffalo. All right. So 38 from years. Buffalo. Nice, nice. Yes. So I was born and bred, went through the uh, Super Bowl years, the joy and the pain. <laughs> And then I, moved, then I moved up here and got married and been living up here since uh, 2007. Nice. Nice. Excellent. So uh, diehard Buffalo Bills fan, obviously. So I do have to ask you, who is your favorite Buffalo Bill of all time? Jim Kelly, no doubt. Okay. Warrior. Yeah. Linebacker playing quarterback. He, yeah. He's the big dude. He's a big dude. There's no doubt about it. He is a <laughs> big dude. <laughs> Best thing ever happened to Buffalo. Him and Bruce Smith. I was going to say, not five, Bruce Smith. Pounds. Yeah. No, Bruce, Bruce is there, but Jim Jim ran the show. Jim was the reason we got to the Super Bowls. We didn't get to the Super Bowls because of our defense. Well, it sure wasn't from your fucking kicker either. I'll be damn sure. <laughs> <Well>. um, <laughs> what do you expect? He's a kicker. Why? <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Um, uh, my, one of my favorite guys, and it was only because he wore the Spider-Man underoos underneath, was uh, Don Beebe. I love that idiot. Um, and he was he was quick. I mean, I, I remember watching him and then uh, Thurman Thomas and 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 uh, Bruce Smith, Jim. K. I love those teams up there. Marv Levy uh, was the coach uh, coach. And he was like eight hundred ninety two, I think was I'm not sure who was older, him or Yoda um, at that point. But uh, no, it was definitely uh, it was definitely good to see. It was fun, a fun run they had. Um, I will say it was kind of. Kind of bummed that they didn't win at least one, you know what I mean? Because I, I, again, I, I'll agree. I like Jim Kelly, um, one of the all-time, you know, greats up there. But, uh, but yeah. So, but long-time Buffalo fan. Uh, obviously, you've been to the stadium um, up there, um, the old stadium, right? Because now there's the new one, correct? No, same. Oh, they just. Oh, so they re just rebranded it. Okay. They re just rebranded it. All right. Uh, still same crazy people throwing people through tables. I, well, that's what I was gonna ask. So uh, you're gonna weird go stuff in the parking lot before <laughs> and gonna, after yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during the games, it's the Buffalo. The games. It's the Buffalo yes. dildos, you know. If you're, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> I, so I gotta ask, if you, what was it? So obviously going to the games and tailgating, you know, like I'm sure you have, and. What's the craziest thing besides tables or, you know, uh, you know, throwing a dildo on the field? Like, what's the craziest thing you've seen up in Buffalo? To be honest, we weren't that crazy when I was there. It's all happened after once we started losing for a while. <laughs> okay. in, the in the 90s, it was not this bad. We were normal, just drink and drink and drink. Now there's other stuff in the mix. <laughs> throwing people through tables, flaming tables. I yep. saw the flaming table thing. That yep. was but luge. But yeah. luge is there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, so, so how did so? All right. As a Bills fan, you had me at butt luge. <laughs> yeah, you're right. How, how did that? How did that happen? How did it go from mild mannered, cultured, yeah, Buffalo Bills fans to the it lunacy went, that is it, Bills it went, Mafia? It went from blue collar to lunacy basically because the fan base flipped over, got a lot younger. Was okay. it the O.J. Simpson trial? Did the did O.J. turn the fans? <laughs> no. I mean, he was the first killer in the NFL. Then we had Hernandez. So we do have a similarity tie here, John. That is true. So not just no. AFC East rivals. We're, we're, we're murder rivals. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yes. We, we, who spent more time in the prison system? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. <laughs> O.J. was in longer. O.J., but, yeah, yeah. But he survived. <laughs> yes. Yes. Still looking. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't kill him. So I got to ask. I, so again, how did it how did it turn over just from the younger fans? And just- I think I think it was a lot of the younger fans. Um, a lot of the fans now. I would be. I would say I'm the. I would be forty. I'm forty seven. So forty five to fifty is like the older range now that go to games. When I really? was yeah, when I was younger, you you saw a lot of older people go to the games. It wasn't as young. The demographic wasn't as young. I think younger people are making more money now than they did before. And I think they, of course, it's Buffalo where you can drink from eight o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And if you're in the bar and they shut the door, you're stuck there and can still get served. So I think, I think Buffalo being so close to Canada has that tie where they just kind of adopt some of Canada's rules and cultures where there is no time limit to drink. You can start in the morning and finish the next morning well i was gonna exactly. say i know, I know a lot a of people bring uh like buffalo is a big rv spot to go tailgate so a lot of people bring rvs not just you know bring a car and your normal tailgaters but come up yeah. now if i'm correct and, and please correct me if i'm wrong you can start tailgating wednesday at like noontime is when they open up the parking lot and that you is... and and you can stay tailgate until like tuesday at noon that is correct yep so like so they have like a 24 hour period to clean up the, 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 yep. uh, um, the RV parking lot. lot, the RV yep. lot, but you can tailgate literally tailgate from Wednesday at noon till Tuesday at noon for a Sunday, one o'clock. Some, game. some take road trips. <laughs> some go to Europe, some vacation to Bermuda, <laughs> others vacation to Buffalo for a Buffalo Bills road game. trip to Buffalo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, at least it's like it's like you know. Oh look, kids! There's Big Ben. Oh look, kids! There's Niagara Falls. All right, let's go drink. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. at least you got. <laughs> oh shit! It's bring ten minute on wheels. Yeah, you're like, oh Canada. Oh, there you are. All right, now let's go. You know, <laughs> so no, I, I, waterfall. I've I've been to Buffalo. I've had some friends who uh, actually friends. I've cousins who used to live on the outskirts of uh, of Buffalo. Um, you know, so I've been up there. It's I, we never got to this, uh, to the stadium and, and did any, uh, you know, tour in there, but I've seen like Niagara falls and the touristy stuff, but you know, I, I, I would love to get up to Buffalo. I don't know if I'd survive wearing a Patriots Jersey, but I don't think I'd care. Um, <laughs> but it would be worth it. It would be worth it. Um, to, to, to go up to Buffalo, uh, to see a game. Um, so obviously, you know, with, 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 with where we are right now in in uh, in the in the season, you know, Buffalo's becoming a, a solid team. Although I'll be honest with you, I think they're on. Uh, you remember playing played that game? Um, uh, Don't break the ice as a kid. You know, you put that like you know, put that tissue on the thing, and you got to put. That's how I kind of feel about Buffalo right now. 
John, I got to ask, how do you feel about your Buffalo Bills team um, right now as, as you stand? Forget going into to, to Sunday just as they stand today. How do you feel about your team? Uh, shaky ground, especially on defense. Same. Okay. Uh, we missed Star Lutielli. Uh, we don't have a run, big run stuffer can take up two or three guys in the middle. Our run defense is not very good. If like I was talking before, before we went on, if they don't play nine or 10 in a box, they're crazy because cam can't throw cam's got no one to throw to and can't throw a 15 yard out right now without skipping it three times. That's true. I would, I would set the edge, make the defense defensive end, set the edge, keep him in the pocket and play to stuff the run. Okay. Uh, but oh. defense, defensively, they're, they scare me right now. We're a corner and a, and a, and a real true run stuffing nose tackle is needed, as well as we could use – everybody could use a pass rusher, but we could use an extra one as well. You know, I, I always look at Buffalo, and it's a weird observation. I, I could be – I'm probably alone here to say it, but I always look at Buffalo growing up as the team that never could. They always make it to that Super Bowl. They always make it to that one thing. They just could never get through to that next stage. Did that piss you off as a fan? Going okay, like like the Red Sox for years for us was okay. We're right here. We're here. We can do it. Everything's going our way. And then he fumbled on the one. Uh, I was uh, I, I was good for the for the for the first Super Bowl. After that, it got frustrating. Right. The first one we should have won. Oh yeah, uh, hands down. We should have never got to the point where we had the kicker. We give up a third and 17 to the Giants. Right. A third and forever. And all they had to do was just make a tackle and we get the ball back. And they never, they never kicked that last field goal and we win. Um, yeah, Buffalo's Bowl, always done that. They've always been like that. The last Super Bowl against Dallas and Atlanta where Thomas lost the helmet at halftime was frustrating because we could have won that game as well. The two in the middle. The Washington game was a disgrace because that was an easily, uh, easily the worst team we played out of all four, te- out of all th- the three teams we played. They were horrible. We should have beat them, and we opened up our mouths and pissed them off. And yep. But like George said, you, you, Buffalo is an up and coming. I mean, I think they're already here. They just need to, if they fine tune a few things, they'll be good. Oh, What's I your don't time? Know if they're already here, but well, they, they're they're showing themselves as a team that can form a good team. Yes. The, 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 the management and coaching is in place. Right. The, right. The quarterback's almost in place. I think he needs another year. He's there though. He made a big jump this year, but we'll see. He's good in the clutch. It's when he had, it's when we play against weaker opponents is when I worry about him. Like last week against the jets, which wasn't all him. He played well. He didn't throw any interceptions, but our offense kicked ourselves in the foot we drive down to the 30 and then have five penalties and have to kick a field goal against the jets and the jets are horrible. No, run, not the poor jets. Our run defense is obviously horrible because we made P Ryan and Frank Gore look like OJ and Walter Payton. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the juice and sweetness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my defense, the defense does scare me. Um, even against Cam, if we can keep Cam in the pocket, we'll be okay. But the defense is scary to me. The offense, I'm okay with. Their offense is playing much better. But we can't run. But at least Allen can throw the ball and not miss open receivers this year. That's true. Well, getting Stephon Diggs didn't uh, didn't hurt either. I mean, that guy's 
definitely dynamic and, 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 you know, you get the ball in his hands, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's a playmaker. Um, so as it stands, Buffalo is uh, sitting atop the division. Um, but again, it's November. We all know what they do in November. Uh, but they're five and two. Miami is second in division at three and three. The Patriots are two and four in third. And the Jets are 0 and seven uh, in last place. And I don't think the Jets are going to win anything at all. I would be surprised if the Jets are 0 for 2020. Um, I would not be surprised at all. I just think this team is terrible. You're going to see a lot of changes probably with the Jets after tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Leonard Williams is probably going to go. Um, wouldn't be surprised if the coach is fired. He should have been fired about six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is his first year, right? Did they make second. a big hype about his second year? Second, second year, yeah, yeah. Big hype about him, and he's, he hasn't done a damn thing. Uh, he's he's been a- in New York. He basically <laughs> alienated his best. He was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, and he's done right. absolute dog right. shit with the quarterback, he's, and has alienated his best op- uh, uh, offensive weapon, uh, and then they traded him. He's a quarterback killer. Yeah. Look at Ryan Tannehill. He left. Yeah. yeah. He left and he looks like a real quarterback now in Tennessee. Hmm. What's the difference? Adam Gase? Yeah. yeah. Adam Gase sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Adam Gase sucks. Adam, Adam Gase has that name of a killer. Of a creepo <laughs> Buffalo Bill. No, no pun intended. Yeah. He just said, yeah. oh, Adam Gase. Like you hear his name like uh, John Wayne Gacy. That's yeah, why I think, yeah. That's why I think of John Wayne Gacy. They just think of that name of, oh, he was a clown at one point. He uh, also yeah. killed children. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and he's a new so, coach. Congratulations. Yeah, congr- yeah congratulations. Head coach of the NYJ. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm I, – I'm, uh, normally in a Patriots season, I'd be like, oh, Buffalo's five and two. You know, they're, you know, good team. I just don't, I don't know if I don't fear Buffalo. I think Buffalo, like you said, Buffalo almost lost to the Jets because they, they were stupid. They gave the, they, you know, they, you know, stupid mistakes. They're not disciplined. You know, Allen is just not there yet. I think, I think New England, if, if I'm New England, especially where you're going up to Buffalo right now, where there's still no fans. Uh, in the stands is a huge advantage for New England because you don't have to worry about the fans having a shitty team like the Patriots do right now. And because I think Buffalo is sort of on that teeter line where they're going to either have a good season and use beating the AFC East champs at home as a springboard to get themselves, you know, maybe 10 and five, uh, 10 and six or 11 and five, or they're going to drop the five and three. And then all of a sudden, Hit the uh, the old skids. So this is a teeter totter game for both of these teams right now. For from a Bills perspective, it's a must win. I mean, the the current staff's zero and six against the Patriots. Um, yep. McDermott hasn't beat the Patriots. They need to win. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a, a do or die situation, uh, and a, you know, sort of a win and go home for the Patriots as well. I mean, you can't go and drop down a two and five. Um, Again, even though you have Miami, the Jets twice, you know, Buffalo again, you just you can't go down to to Buffalo right now um, and make that separation, you know, between the, the two teams where you're sitting. Yeah. If the Pats, even if the Pats lose to us, they have to win four out of five to even have a shot. To, yeah. Yeah. The four out of their next five to have a shot. And and <laughs> what's the chance of that, uh, Mr. Blutarski? Zero, zero point. point. Zero. Zero. Exactly. 
Um, Mike, you said you looked like you had a question there. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at some of the stats and I actually wrote some down in the past. Let me look right here just to double check in the past since 2016, the bills are one in seven against new England in the past yeah. five years. Point total. The Pats have 126. The bills have 61. Well, so, I'll give you an even bigger stat. And before you continue the Patriots all time, uh, with, uh, Bill Belichick at the helm. Patriots are thirty-five and five against Bell against the yeah, Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand. So stat-wise, on paper, this is all Patriots. Buffalo doesn't even breathe a breath breath of fresh air. Now that being said, with this season, how shaky ground the Pats are on. If there's any point in time the Bills are going to find the weak spot and and blow up the old Decepticon that is the Patriots, this might be their chance to to hone in and to do something and strike, but. Yeah, history history's not on Buffalo's side for the Patriots. I mean, the Pats have clean house, and that's just I mean, I think twenty fifteen where they won six was it sixteen to nothing? Was that the uh it's right here. That was uh, that was the, the crypto the kryptonite's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kryptonite yeah. didn't play in that game either. Right. If you do remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That kryptonite the kryptonite's in Tampa. Yep. <laughs> we know. Yep. We know. <laughs> I think I'm with Jordan. Go, baby. I, 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 I don't. Go. I couldn't. Instead of day one, I couldn't be happier. I, I think Tom Brady is an awesome fit in Tampa. I I love him in down there. I just this is something that we still, myself included, we're still not used to how this Pats team is performing. We're so spoiled. We're privileged and spoiled the past twenty some odd years to have a winning team, knowing that every single year, at least eleven was eleven straight years, as, we're going to win. As good of a coach as Belichick is, Brady covered up a lot of the stink. A lot Damn of Damn near same. 95% of Especially it, on offense. As good as as good as Belichick can coach defense, and their defense can play well, and their defense does not have a lot of talent this year, and it's playing well. It is playing very well. They have nothing on offense, even less with Brady. They're 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 yeah. way below below average. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we can we can go back just to last weekend about the Pats just seeing what Cam Newton did. I mean, I I, I still and I and Look in the tape. Me and George fought about this, and I said it last this past week with with our Wednesday show. I was flying the cam flag. I, it's an investment. I, he's a quarterback. I want him to succeed, but I'm done. They need. To, I'm they done need, with it. They need to go back to what they did the first couple games and let him be cam. A hundred percent. Right now they're keeping. Right now they're keeping him in the pocket, and they've right. taken away the left side of the field. The only reason he's throwing right isn't because he's hurt. It's because they're telling him just to scan the right side of the field because they have Nikhil Harry on the left side, which means he has no one to throw to anyway, and Harry's not going to get open. Right, right. And like George, like even you said, this this is the Patriots are a pass team with Brady at the helm. They've always been a pass. That that is, there's no argument. That has been what they were for 20 years under Belichick. He likes to perform and pass and look at the field. That's not Cam Newton style. That's not that's not a Cam Newton team. I think you're right, John. They're they're trying something different. They're trying to kind of try the Brady stuff. In the past couple weeks, it's shown it's not working. But the, the the one problem about that that I, that I'll disagree is it's not trying the Brady stuff because Brady had all the field to throw to. 
It's a Cam Newton can't read through his progressions fast enough to right. get to the other side of the field. So, and I, I don't discredit that having to kill Harry on the left side takes away from the left side, but Edelman was on the left side too. Even if he was coming across the middle, they would have guys on either side. The problem is Cam can't go through the progressions quick enough because he's never had to. He's been hit this guy or this guy. If they're not open, unless you see a guy wide open down the, the middle of the field where you're going to try and throw it up for a 50-50 catch or pass interference, which is what I hate that the NFL has somewhat become, right. he's going to take off and run. And yeah. that's what sucks about Cam. He's going one, two, run. And that's it. In this offense, you don't do that. You look for one, you look for two, you look for three, and then you find your check down or, and or a safety valve. Like That's why a guy like James White or... Um, or Burkhead and guys like that are so effective in this offense and why there's always like, why do you think Kevin Falk had an, had a Patriots hall of fame career playing? Not that he wasn't that good. He was, he was probably one of the best blocking running backs I've ever seen. Period. Oh yeah. I mean, the way his ability to pick up blitzes and read defenses was phenomenal. And I would put him on par as anybody else as a, as a, as a blocking uh, running back, but the guy could catch out of the backfield. The guy was that swing route, that safety valve, that little, you know, uh, screen play, bubble screens, whatever, that you could throw to him and he would get three to four yards every time and fall forward every single time. The the, the best two running backs I've ever seen out of the backfield are, are Larry Centers and Falk. Yeah, yeah Larry Centers is another same. Yep, yep. There's no, and there's no, and that's the thing is, that's what this offense is built for, which is why I've said from day one, Cam Newton is not right for this offense. Cam Newton is also a, th- a home run hitter. He wants to throw the long ball because he want he he you know not like a you know you play hero ball right. He wants to be the hero. He wants street to ball. throw the ball. ball. Yeah, but it's not just street. Yeah, well, street ball, hero ball. He wants to throw the yeah. ball long because what gets what what's going to get notoriety? What's going to get him moved up to? Doesn't and I'm not saying his team. What's going to get him moved up? in the segments on ESPN or Fox sports or CBS, any sort of sports publication that's doing, um, you know, nightly uh, clips and highlights. It's going to be Cam Newton throwing a 75 ball, 75 yard ball to to somebody. No, no, not a Doug Flutie play. No, Doug Flutie plays a Hail Mary at the end of it. I'm talking in, it just, it's the middle of the second quarter. And he's bombing it up there, and he just happens to get, I don't say lucky, but he gets the ball in the area that the wide receiver gets enough separation that he gets the ball. But right? George, but George, George, I got to say something, because Dayball runs the same offense as McDaniel. The Bills offense is the same base system. All he has to do is put in some zone runs, which they do for Allen in Buffalo. And right, they do but it if le- you look they at Cam... It, they do it less. But, but does Allen throw short at all? Yes. See, that's the thing is that's what Cam never does. If you look at almost every single type of you know game that Cam's in, most of his, his throws are 15, 20 yards plus and beyond because he wants that home run ball. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that you don't script for those things. I get it. There are plays to get, you know, move guys around so that safety comes in to give that wide receiver on that go route or that fly route or that skinny post from the, you know, to the other side that his him that time and separation. I get all that. And the schemes I get. 
I'm saying that Cam Newton during his progressions never looks inside that 20 or inside that 15 and takes what the defense gives him. He wants to go for the home run ball because he wants the flashy. He wants the showmanship. He wants the Superman. He wants to be that guy instead of being a winner and being a champion like Brady was and is because he goes through his progressions and he hits the check down. If the ball, if, if there's no way for his guy to catch it and he's 35 yards downfield, why are you throwing it to him? Why not throw that quick uh, ball to Edelman at four or five yards and let him fall for a yard and a half? Now you've got second and four or second and three or Maybe you've already got a yard or two. So now you've got third and one, a third and two, instead of second and 10 and third and nine or third and eight. It's just, it's smart football that he doesn't do. Yeah, he doesn't do it, but it goes back to, it's like bringing a new girlfriend in and saying, okay, put this dress on. My ex used to wear it. It's like, doesn't look good on you. That, that then, doesn't, then, then my the, point is, then why the hell did they bring him on the team? <laughs> that, that's that's why I think myself included, along with millions of other Pats fans in the area, thought that this was okay. The, the Brady era is done in New England. That era is gone. We're moving forward with a whole different outlook, a whole different look. In the first couple of games, that was the new look. That, that can win. The Cam Newton style can work here. But with Belichick at the helm, McDaniels and Kraft and those three that have done this for years on end, they've gone back to that style with the Brady era stuff and it's not working. So there's, you either got to go with the cam era and lose the other side of it or go with that side of it and get rid of cam. There's those, there's no other option. There's a matter of receivers or running back. That's your two options. A cam Newton run offense with telling Belichick and McDaniels. Okay, guys, it's been fun. Thanks for your service here, but we're moving forward with this new style look which we're not used to as Pats fans. And George, I agree with you on that 100%. This isn't the Pats style. We're not used to it. But something's got to change. Two and four, when you mentioned we're right above the Jets at two and four, if you put a – it wouldn't – you couldn't tell me that 15 years ago. Oh, you'll be two and four if we're around the Jets. No. No, we're not. We're going to go six and oh right now or five and one, at least five and one. But two yeah. and four, it, this is not good. So I, I am – Afraid to play Buffalo this weekend. Seeing what I saw last week. Last week we should have won against Washington, San Fran. I'm afraid to play Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a sleeper team right now against the Patriots. And if they play their, their stuff right, they can dominate this game. So, they John, is this, is, is, this what it's, is this what it feels like to suck? I'm just, I'm just asking. Like like being it, a two and four, is this? I mean, John, you're you're a Buffalo <laughs> fan. Tell me like it is. Is this Save what it us. feels like to suck? <laughs> yeah. John, this is this is like therapy. Because I hate this George. feeling. I hate this feeling. <laughs> Tell us something, Doc. Uh, guys, guys, ju- just remember. I don't know you guys. You guys, I remember a time in the AFC East where <clears throat> the Bills and the Patriots were consistently two and fourteen, three and. Three and thirteen. Oh yeah, I remember four and 12 that. Twelve in the mid eighties. Oh yeah. Right before you guys had that lucky year and went to the Super Bowl, uh, early eighties, <laughs> mid eighties, the Bills and the Patriots were both in this situation. It sucks. My 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 issue with the Pats right now is they weren't prepared. No, they should they should have never, never got rid of Garoppolo. Or oh, even if you did, they, why did you get rid of Brissett? 
they they <laughs> right, set them, right. they set themselves up for failure. Now you got to hope either Brissett Brissett may be back here next year as well because he's going to be a free agent. The Colts aren't going to keep him. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. I actually, I don't know I, if I I'll tell you. Jo- I, sorry, I, I'll yeah. I'll tell you right. You tell me right now. A quarterback situation is is um, Cam Stidham and Hoyer, and I can trade Cam Stidham and Hoyer not physically trade, but swap them out for this year, for next year, to have Garoppolo with Brissett backing him up? Okay. I'm in. I'll throw Edelman in the trade, too. Get rid of all of them. Bring, no, no, no. no wait. Well, <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Edelman uh, in, in a minute here, but uh, but John, I want to know, since when did you have these feelings? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any well, lithium for us, John? The, 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 worst, <laughs> yeah. the, the worst part, the worst one, the worst one was, was 99. That was the toughest one for me when we, when they should have played Flutie and they didn't and Johnson had him on the field and they gave, they let that stupid illegal forward pass or Tennessee, I should say. Yep. I forgot um, Flutie was on Buffalo. I, I yes. forgot about that little error. I, I yes. didn't, I didn't oh, come on. That was Flutie the, flakes. That was the best error we had since the mid nineties. I wish they, I wish they would have played Flutie in that game against Tennessee. They should have never played Rob Johnson. Wade Phillips is the most, the most dumbest human being as a head coach ever. I've always looked at Buffalo as like a, 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 um, a step cousin of the Patriots. You know, Belichick was there for a cup of coffee. Parcells was there. Bledsoe was there. Flutie was there. It's like the Buffalo and New England always kind of had the same guys. Like they just went back and forth. Like, oh, change your jersey this year. Next year, be on Buffalo. You, you forgot. You forgot the 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 greatest Patriots head coach of all time was a former Buffalo Bill coach, Pete Carroll. Oh yeah, Pete. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's, that's right. Pete-y. Oh my God. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with me? Yep. That's yep. Right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's it's always been like the either Patriots player going to Buffalo, or a coach or player from Buffalo going to the Pats. They've always been interacting. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, maybe we get the shitty Buffalo set now. You guys take the Patriots wins. I, to be honest, I and to be honest, being a Bills fan, the hatred really didn't start for the Patriots in Buffalo till I would say 2004, five ish, hmm. um, when Brady started to go on that run. When he started to win more than more than one, that's when it yeah. started. Yeah, that's what I think a lot days. of people started hating the Pats. <laughs> Yeah, that's that not going to lie. <laughs> but I will say, you know what's funny? Back. You know what's funny? The more people that still hate the Pats actually like Brady on Tampa. I found this out that it's a paid, like, even though everybody's like, oh, Brady that's cheated, true. blah, 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 blah. They've now kind of forgotten that. Be like, wow, Brady's really good on Tampa. He's a good quarterback. And, and, mm. and, and, and here's the thing. I'll fucking equate it to, point. like, I'll equate it great to these, these these fucking dickheads on uh, on national broadcast there. Max Kellerman. Um, uh, who's that fuck not on Fox Sports there? Uh, um uh, Skip Bayless and and those those <laughs> non non talent hacks that are all like oh he's falling off the cliff he's gonna lose he's gonna hmm. no. pretty 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 good I think Brady is so you know I just love how everybody's now you know you know literally uh, going down on Tommy uh, now that he's on Tampa and not on the hated Patriots and Brady all the allegations that they do no I'm sorry. And you got Brady's your asses mind? kicked by a better quarterback and a better coach and a better combination than anybody else has ever seen in the NFL. We're now learning that it was more <laughs> Brady than Belichick, yeah. but you still get your asses kicked no matter what. And saying Brady was going to fall off the cliff or that he's a system quarterback is a lot of hogwash and uh, garbage. 
Now, I'm not going to go as far as there's more Brady, uh, more Brady than Belichick, although it looks that way now. The problem isn't Belichick the coach. The problem is Belichick, Belichick the, GM. the GM. Yeah, we talked the, about it. Team, said, this team hasn't drafted it. well since Scott Pioli left. Yep. And I don't know why they haven't gone and brought him back. I don't know what the falling out was, but I, they, no, they, he's available too. He's available. He should, he should be here. I don't know what the deal is, but since Pioli left, this team has not drafted well. I'd be interested to see if Pioli does come back next year. I, I would like to see him all because, and here's why. I think Nick Casario's gone. I think Nick Casario is going to get a GM job. Yeah, I think he's going to get that yeah, with um with whoever the the son of a preacher man, whoever that you know. Uh, I think I, I I think both both him and the offensive coordinator and are McDaniel's going to and McDaniel's are going to Houston. Goodbye. Then bring in Scott Pioli. Bring back Billy O'Brien. That's probably what's going to happen. They'll bring up Bill Brilli O'Brien back as a head coach. Bring uh bring um you know uh, Pioli as a as a general manager or whatever move Belichick up to team president. Um, Belichick's still going to be the head coach. Billy no, no, O'Brien no, 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 no. Back as the OC. Yeah, yeah. Billy O'Brien is the OC. Belichick is the head coach. Pioli is the general manager. Belichick to uh, team president. Yeah. So you give, so because, you know, like he was talking about the trade. So, I mean, well, we might as well talk about it. You know, there's rumors out there that has um, Stefan Gilmore being traded. His house is on the market. He says he wants the offers in uh, by Tuesday, which wink, wink, surprisingly, is the trade deadline in the NFL. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is traded. Um, that, you know, I mean, obviously that, that wouldn't surprise me, you know, in the least. I think the Patriots kind of need to do something. And I think. As much as I like him, I don't think he's been as good this year. Um, and there's a loaded talent on the back end with J.C. Jackson. Um, and, and and you still have the McCordys, you know, good and bad. Jawan you still have Williams. them back. Yep, yep. Jawan uh, Williams is back there. So you've got some talent to be able to have your secondary still be good, not maybe as great. Um, but, you know, he could get traded. Um John, we were talking uh, uh, before the show. You think he could get traded to Buffalo? Buffalo's an option. There's talk he may come back at least to finish the season as a rental player for a third or fourth round pick that's on the table. Um, San Francisco's also on the table. They're favorable trade partners, as in the past. Also, Chicago is another option for Gilmore as well. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of want to lean towards Chicago just because I have them as my fantasy team for defense. <laughs> like, let's, like, like, I need any more help in my league. I mean, let's be honest. But beyond yeah, you're, that, you're yes, welcome. I, yeah, you're hey, welcome. Hey, I made some pretty crafty moves being able to flip guys for uh, for others. So I got a pretty stacked team. But yes, thank you. And and I'll be honest, you should say thank you, too. Well, you got a pretty fair return for next year. So yes, it's not like it's not like, uh, you know, we you won the deal or I won the deal. I may have won in the short term, but in the long term, you may have, you know, lucked out. But nonetheless, um, uh, so you you would you like to see Gilmore back on? And my question is. And seeing some of the things that he's done, the passing he's fine, but on the run defense, he's been very suspect the last couple of weeks. Do you think that's because he doesn't want to get hurt going into a contract, you know, year and you know, wanting to say, Hey, if you trade me, I'm going to sign with this new team. You know, do you think there's part of that in there? Or do you just think he's just doesn't want to get hurt? Cause he, it's a lost season. He never was a big run defense guy when he was in Buffalo. They threw him on the right side. You lock you lock their best receiver down and go. And that's the way he plays, and that's the way he should play. And when he's had success here, that's the way Belichick plays him. Now, because of their lack of talent on defense, they need him to play the run more, and that doesn't suit his game. Right. 
I'm going to be honest. He's uh, like a fish out of water in run support. Even, even looking at some of his tackling, though, that looks suspect with, you know, him not putting a shoulder in, a kind of like O-laying guys instead of like going in and actually tackling. I mean, granted, nobody tackles in the NFL now. I get that part, too, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he does have a shoulder issue as well. He's had issues in the past when he was in Buffalo with shoulder issues. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, this knee thing, this whole knee MRI, I think was more an MRI for his physical for the trade. Yeah, I, I, I I'm with you on that. I think, I think it's, <laughs> I, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, especially if there's a, they want to make sure that his knee's good yeah. I and mean, that information can get, then get sent to the medicals of any <sighs> team that is interested. So, um, if you could pick anybody off the Patriots team and put them on Buffalo uh, besides Gilmore, or I guess, including Gilmore, uh, who would it be? Gilmore and Shaq Mason bills could use yeah. another bills could use another guard. Damn it. I wish we had, I wish we had Matt on Matt's uh, Matt's got an, uh, an authentic uh, 69 Shaq Mason Jersey. So he usually, he usually wears it on, uh, he just bought it for the number. He doesn't even know who Shaq Mason is. <laughs> I think, right, Matt, I, Shaquille, I think he thinks it's Shaquille. I think he thinks it's Shaquille O'Neal, but we're not going to tell him. <laughs> um, keep living the dream, buddy. Keep living the dream. <laughs> um, I heard Shaq, and I bought the jersey. <laughs> yeah, he bought a Celtics jersey. Look, Shaq Mason. No, no, not so much. No, wrong, wrong, um, one, dude. <laughs> all right, so let's just kind of go down a little bit of uh, matchups, and um, obviously, I'm not even going to go with the head coach matchup because that's Belichick check mark every day all day twice literally twice on sundays quarterback though allen or newton slash stidham allen why because stidham and newton both suck <laughs> <laughs> newton, newton can't complete a 15 yard out without skipping it three times and stidham likes to throw it to the other team so all right um stidham equals nathan, nathan peterman that's all i'm saying Ooh, that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> Look at the numbers. Uh, Look at the pick numbers. No, no, you're, uh, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> that is disgusting because uh, he sucked really, really bad. Um, running backs, uh, you got Devin Singletary, uh, Zach Moss, uh, TJ Yeldon. Uh, as you're pretty much three-headed monster with Singletary being your, I, your I, I get I get I give the edge to the Patriots just for James White alone. Okay. Um, better bigger... better option as far as a, a, a um, sleeper pick. Sleeper pick. Uh, I don't say a <laughs> I don't say a, a flex type guy where he can run and catch better than Singletary or or uh, Zach Moss. As of now, yes. Okay. Um, the biggest difference, and I, we're going to get to it probably, would be the offensive line. Offensive line, hands down. Talent-wise, I would say the Bills, a unit as a whole, playing better, would be the Patriots. Yeah, well, they just got a lot of help back on the offensive line this week. Um, so that's that's obviously going to help uh, help in that run run support. Um, wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, John Brown. Why, uh, why, 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 why are you even why and, are we even bringing this up? The check marks and, and Cole, the Bills, and you and can't Cole, even. And Cole Beasley. You can't. You can't. <laughs> why, why are why are you even bringing this up? Who who do the Patriots have? 
I just wanted to Nobody. mention the top. I just wanted to mention the top three <laughs> receivers playing this weekend. That's all. Um, top three, you can go top four. <laughs> Gabriel Davis is still better than anybody you got, including Edelman. I was going to say, well, I was going to say go top five and six. Then Tyler yeah. Croft and Dawson Knox as your tight ends because oh, well, Devin yeah. a- Devin Asiasi ain't Ooh. getting the ball thrown. No, yeah, Ooh. exactly. Devin Asiasi, Asiasi. You know, oi, oi, oi. I mean, what the hell are we doing with this kid? Are we going to fucking throw him the ball or we put him on the bench? Like, what are we doing? Izzo? Izzo, the guy. Yeah, thinks, H to the H to the Izzo. Yeah, the guy, the guy who thinks it's Larry. Belichick just thinks it's Larry Izzo, and he wants to play him on special teams. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Why? Why are you wearing eighty four? Should he be wearing fifty three? What the hell exactly. happened? Exactly. Oh, oh, I loved Larry, Larry Izzo. He was a lunatic on special teams. It was it, before Slater got there. Every every time, every fucking time, he was the first guy down for time. I don't know how he every single time he broke his contain on the you know running and getting blocked. And we get down and get at least a half a tackle every single time on special teams. Yep. He was ridiculous. I loved watching that guy. And he was a lunatic, reckless abandon he played with. And it was great. Yep. God damn it. When men were men. Only like 10 years ago, too, right? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, to be men. <laughs> yeah, what would you know about it, bearded yeah, nothing. lady? Nothing. <laughs> this is my Halloween costume. <laughs> um. What's funny? I, I'm looking at real quick. I, I have the uh, the the matchup on online right here. I'm looking at just who's the, the questionable, which is a whole shitload of guys in the Patriots. Basically, the entire Patriots offense uh, it, and Gilmore tackle. Kyle <laughs> Davis is out. Edelman's out. Nikhil Harry's out. There's 85 percent of your offense for Buffalo. Cody Ford outside tackle and Josh Norman, who's a cornerback. Yeah, actually, out. actually, Cody Ford's been playing. Guard left guard, but John Feliciano's coming back. They're gonna put him in at left guard instead of right guard and keep winners at right guard this week, so they should be okay. But that's how's, that would be why I would want Shaq Mason, our guard, sir, iffy at best. How's the Josh Normick uh, experiment going up there? Did you see the Tennessee game? Do I need to say more? I'm just asking. <laughs> going well, going well. Why, why do you think well? I want Stefan Gilmore? We have, we yeah. have, we have a cornerback and half. Teron Johnson's great, but he can't yeah, play he on is. the outside. That's true. He's great. He's great in the slot. He can't play outside. And why Levi is Wall- that? Levi why? Wallace is coming back. He's just too short to play on those high and those tall outside guys. He gets le- out leveraged inside. He's fine. Cause he has more in. He can play force him into the inside of the field and get help from the linebacker. Um, Levi Wallace should be back this week. He's off the IR. So that may help them would move more Norman back to the bench where he belongs. I didn't like the pickup other for more than depth. I would prefer if they would go out and get Gilmore or get a, get a cornerback or if they don't, the bills are also in on Ryan Kerrigan. So we need a pass rusher as well. I'd be okay with that as well. Cause we're not getting any pass rush from anybody, but Jerry Hughes and occasionally Mario Addison, who we paid a lot of money for to get very little production. Yeah. <clears throat> I've noticed it, that. It, uh... it seems like the Patriots are just like against John. Let's listen. You talk about the bills and all these guys that move that guy here, that guy here, pick this guy. The Bills almost seem like the Patriots were the past 20 years. There's oh, a guy gets hurt, doesn't matter, boom, put him in, he's all set. You get like a, a replacement. He gets hurt, boom, third guy goes in, all good. 
the Patriots. I'm looking at the, the fucking goddamn outlets right now. Our whole goddamn team is out. We have Mike, Mike, we got a flight in like 10 minutes. Can you wrap this up? You're the lineman. I'm, I'm playing the role of Julian Edelman. Let's go wrap this up. I got my old high school football linebacker jersey in the other room. I will put Bro, that I got my li- I got my, li- I got my Liverpool football jersey. We're both ready. Let's go. And I have my helmet in the attic. I'll pull it down. <laughs> I, don't, we'll I don't need a helmet. It. I'm old school. I'll go without one. <laughs> Mine's the old leather leather bin. Le- hell leather beanies. Hell, I'll square toes straight up kick it, too. I don't give a damn. <laughs> It's just amazing. I look at like just Buffalo, like you said, you you have guys that are taking spots and moving guys here. And that's what we used to do for years on end. And now it just seems like I, we get nobody. Yeah. We get- the, only, the only other spot, the Bills, I like the Bills are weak on defense. We missed Star Latulielli. He's he set out because of the COVID. He opted out. We right. really could use as a big guy in the middle to, to plug up the run. And we could use a weak side linebacker because AJ Klein is hot garbage. And I'll be nice and just say hot garbage because he's horrible. <laughs> that's, that's a good compliment. Could be cold garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you feel free. There's no FCC rules. You can let it rip. I, I, I know. <laughs> All right. Just, I mean, I know you're trying to be nice. I get it. And I appreciate that. Um, defense. Who do you like better? <clears throat> Coaching. Uh, no, just, uh, you put your defense against, you know, our offense or our, our defense against your offense. Who do you think would come out on top on this one? Uh, defensive line would probably be Buffalo right now, just because of the injuries in, in the middle for you guys. I think your secondary is average. He's past his prime at safety. The other McCordy's hot garbage. <laughs> He's here because <laughs> his brother's here. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, uh, if they play yeah, some, of, if they play some of the young guys, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I think Jawan Williams needs to play more. Um, he doesn't play enough. He should. He should play ahead of Jason McCourty. Chase Winovich should be on the field too more, I believe. Um, yeah, he just he's not a good fit with Belichick. I think he he's a yapper, and you know how Bill likes yappers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. All the he talent in the world. Him. You could have all the talent in the world. If you don't keep your mouth shut, he's not going to be happy with you. So that's why right. I think where when Winovich is. I would like Winovich. I think Winovich would be good in a Buffalo scheme, run it rushing from the outside. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he's played, he's he played some, good the past couple weeks. Winovich has played good the past couple weeks. Yeah, so but he's gotten his playing time uh, uh, significantly reduced for some ungodly reason that I don't because know. Because he. Yeah, but I don't think he's just talking. He was. Zolak. Uh, there was a. There was a couple Bertrand times. and Zolak, his weekly show is getting him in trouble. Yeah, no, I don't think it's just that. He's been on uh, one of the, the – he was a punt. There was only 10 men on, and then they had to call the timeout, and he was the one that came on after. There's been some – him not paying attention or staying in focused in-game, um, and I think he likes to freelance a little bit on the defensive side um, and doesn't stay in like his lanes. It was one where if he stayed in his lane, he would have gotten a, a tackle for a loss, I believe against, um, against San Fran the last game. And he didn't stay in his lane, tried to get, you know, get Jimmy G and there goes, you know, the, the running back right through where he should have been. So I think there's things like that. If you listen to the, the, the Zoe and Beetle interview, um, which I do, it's mostly uh, conspiracy talk and, you know, shenanigans. Um, I have noticed in this, so I, cause I listen to things like this. Um, Zolak will always, so Zolak talks to him and says, Hey, good job, buddy. So 
I think that he's learning through the Zoe and Beatle thing because he does it. So when they interview, they've interviewed somebody else. He's like, all right, you know, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. But the good job buddy is like, Hey, you did the interview, right? You said what you said, nothing. You said something, but said nothing. Keep doing this thing and you'll be okay. I think that's a, I think there's a message being sent from Zolak to him Hidden, at the end of the, a secret which treasure is, message, which is yeah. another reason, which is another reason why I love the Winovich interviews because of the, the, the conspiracy theorist stuff that they go in and, and the things like that, that they talk about, but you can, I don't know if that's getting him in trouble as much as his missing assignments or not paying attention or being fully engaged and focused uh, on the field. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something that he said in an interview that Belichick heard and wasn't happy about. Um, what was it? He had a penalty last – was it a, uh, a personal foul yeah. last week's game? And he yes. pushed and Belichick yep. ripped him on the side. And that's yeah. kind of the first time Belichick and him ever had a confrontation. And he and Belichick, he, he's like Brady. He, he gets that heat and he lets you know right in your now, face it's going to happen. But I don't think it should have been a penalty, but I also no. say you got to be smarter than that. So right. – Right. You know, I mean, I, I, I see Belichick's point of being smarter, although, again, in this NFL, that's a penalty, although it shouldn't have been. But right. Yeah, and, um, and, I, and like I said, Winovich is one of those guys that's, that, that he has been doing the interviews and maybe he did do a little too much talking. Belichick is fed see, up. I think and he I see Winovich as a, as a Vrabel-like guy, and I think if, if he can start – I don't say understanding the film or seeing everything and getting that because he's smart. Like, I think he's smart. I think he can get the, the system. If he could just be more on point, you're going to have yourself a good linebacker for a long time. Um, right. You know, because I think he'll be, I think he'll be that, you know, that guy, like I said, Vrabel, you can put him on the line. He can play the outside, you know, and if he needs to and get the pass rush, or you can drop him back in coverage, or you can send him in the middle on a stunt with uh, one of the, you know, one of your, uh, your defensive ends or defensive lineman interior, but there's so many things you can do with this kid Winovich that I think, I think he could be a solid piece, you know, with him and Hightower. Hightower is the mic and let Winovich kind of play that roaming. If you need him to play a zone, you need him to rush from the end, in the middle, whatever. I, I think he could be that guy. Right. Um, season prediction. John, do you think the Bills can win the division? Even sitting at five and two right now, do you think they can win the division? Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to go, uh, they're going to go 10 and six and win the division by at least two or three games over who would finish second Miami. Really? I think, I think the bills win this week in a close one and bills like we're close enough to the jets that if we lose two to the jets, we can, we can have Trevor Lawrence. I think it starts. If you told me what you just said 10 years ago, <laughs> I, would have, I would have said you are on heavy methamphetamines, my friend. <laughs> Cocaine's and a hell of a, a drug. And find a table <laughs> and put yourself through it face first. Because those scenarios 10 years ago to Pats fans would never be said. Buffalo, maybe. Miami, no. God, no. But this year, yes. Anything can happen. So you think, you think the Pats will finish third um, uh, underneath Miami? Um, I think the worst thing's going to happen. Aaron Donald's going to happen to Tua. Tua's not going to make it through the first game. And the Bearded Wonder's going to come back in and, and drive them to an 8-8 eight and eight season. So what do you think the Pats will finish at? Two and fourteen. <laughs> wow, that the that the, the deafening silence is uh John, you, you just spoke on, so, on behalf of every Pats so, fan mentality. That's our fucking mentality. So so you Don't think that, so do you think the Jets are gonna 
They're going to lose to the. They're going to lose to the Jets twice and finish in last place because of tiebreaker. Both are going to go two and fourteen. Wow. The Jets' two wins will be over the Pats. This is probably the first time in my Pats fan life that I'm not going to fight with that. <laughs> I would that's maybe say like three and thirteen, but I, I, that's a scenario that's very real for us right now. <laughs> so, is this a is this a wish and a hope? Is this like a Christmas miracle you want for no, being a Buffalo fan? No, because they're going to sit Cam and play the and play the interception machine. The interception machine. Jared Stidham's going to going to going to throw the Pats to Trevor Lawrence. Man, I, I the only I, way Trevor Lawrence is coming back is if someone like the Pats. It's the only way he's going in the draft. Otherwise, he's going to stay at Clemson. I'd rather play at Clemson than play for the Jets. The Clemson's team's better. Yeah, I was going to say they probably have a better chance of winning the AFC East if you put Clemson in there. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather get rid of just Hoyer instead of bringing someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick to back up Cam Newton. Because you're right, it, it it just it's complete. We don't have a backup. We have no we have no offense. We have no offense. It's, it's shaky ground for the Pats right now. There's none. There's no good scenarios for the Patriots. It's just, okay, here's your play. Go out and try your best. Pat in the back. Give it your all, son. <laughs> There's no, like, at least we knew for years what we had. Okay, we got these guys. We got these weapons. We got these, the run offense, the defense. Everything's clicking in all cylinders. And now we got nobody. Before you had no, <laughs> rec- before you had no receivers and had Brady to make them better. Yeah, Rashad Caldwell, had, or at least you had Gronk. Yeah, but now yeah. you have nothing. Nothing. Because Cam can't make a wide receiver better. Cam this, needs Cam needs his wide receivers to make him better. Case in point: Calvin Benjamin was an All Pro with Cam Newton as quarterback. Calvin Benjamin didn't do anything when he went anywhere else when he had to actually run a route instead of just try to play jump balls. Right. Mm-hmm. This trade deadline, just uh, the Pats need to do something huge, and Gilmore is not going to be huge. I, Gilmore, yeah, getting rid of him is going to be big for for a spot open. But the Pats need to do something that's going to change the outlook of the season, or they're going to say, "We don't want to change the outlook. We want to we want to just do what we can do, end the season, and rebuild next year again." I Something's going to give. They're they're going to get a lot of get rid of a lot of their salary for draft picks. Don't be surprised if one or both of the guards go too. I think Joe Tooney's definitely gone. Uh, I mean, you franchise him, you're paying him what, sixteen and a half, seventeen million for a, as a guard. And do get me wrong, he's a hell of a guard. I just don't he's know a guard. guards. Yeah, I was gonna say no guard should be, you know, collectively making that, you know, over the year. Your you guard can, should not be your your left guard should not be your highest paid player. Correct. Correct. So and, I and think this, he's this gone. Is, and and this is gonna show show the. Um, and I've been saying it. George hates when I say this, but I, I, I'm going to stick to my guns on it. Kraft and Belichick have been butting heads for a while. I think Kraft is a nice guy. Belichick's probably the single most best coach to ever coach in the history of sports. I think what he's done in his history is is outstanding. No one can touch him. With that being said, I think Kraft also enjoys winning. Kraft knows if you win. You get fans, you get fans, you get money, you get recognition, you start to bring out things. If Kraft sees one bad season, a couple bad seasons, fine. But if, if this keeps going on like this and it keeps going on and on, you start to look at, okay, who's making these decisions now? Who's the one that's 
Is it time to change up the coach? Yeah, is but you're not going to fire up? him after that. But Mike, that's the thing is we've talked about this and we've argued about this. You're not going to fire him this year. It's one, no, not it's one losing season after 20 years of success. They're not going to fire him next year either. That's what I said. After after a few losing seasons, that's the thing is, is not going to keep on. They're not going to have a losing season next year. They're not. And here's why. Yeah, but no, but this year, this year, I think if you didn't expect to have a losing or if let me you could go, you could go ten and five and consider it a losing season here in New England. So let's at least clarify that part of it. Okay. You could have a losing season here in New England or a or a season like last year that didn't live up to what your expectations were for this team, and it still be considered successful as an NFL franchise goes. So as long as they're steadily, even if you take a step back for last year and then a little bit of a step back this year, because you don't have the quarterback you need, he's not going to get fired or replaced next year or even the year after, or even the year after that, because it's Bill Belichick and you've had so much success. You have to give him a chance to rebuild. Now, has he been great at finding wide receivers? Absolutely not. Has he been great at finding uh, quarterbacks? Yeah. I, yeah. And I'll say it that way with the hesitation of lucked into Brady at 199. Okay. Garoppolo looks like he can play. Um, Kobe Brissett looks like he can play, even though he's not playing, but he can play. Um, he went 11 and 5 with Matt Castle. So Belichick can do these things and rebuild. The problem is he had a plan, two plans for the uh, the succession for Brady. And both of them got traded off the team. And then both of them got traded off the team, not by his decision and or choice. So that's why Kraft's not going to say. Not hey, by Belichick's choice. No, no, that's what I mean. So Kraft's not right. going to say. Now Kraft's not going to say. All right, Bill, not only did I fuck you on your draft picks and trading guys so that you don't have a succession plan at Brady, I'm now going to put you on the clock and your ass in the hot seat and and fire you in two years if you keep losing like this. You can't have it both ways. And Bob Kraft is smart enough to know that his best chance for success in this NFL is with Belichick as the quarterback. And we also said Brady would never leave. I mean, Belichick as the head coach. And and then you guys said, Yolan. Don't put me in that we shit. I knew Brady was leaving at Patriot, the beginning. A, a Patriots of, collective year. A Patriots as a as I said it two years ago. I said that. I said it's on social media. I said there's something big gonna happen. I said it this year too. Something big is gonna happen in the Patriots, whether it's Belichick leaving, Kraft selling the team, or Brady not. gone. Everyone and everyone said none of those will happen. And then sure as shit, when I texted you guys, Brady signed with Tampa. I got text going. You 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 called it. I said, there's something going on behind the scenes. Something is going on. on. And to be honest, no one got played more than Kraft. Kraft should have just listened to Belichick from the get-go and got rid of Brady when they before the year before they got rid of Jimmy G. Right. Brady was done. Brady mentally was out of New England. He was done, and it showed in his playing because he played like shit the past <laughs> couple seasons. With I mean, he, he he forced Belichick's hand to trade Garoppolo, and then six months later, Brady's so, out so, the door too. There's yeah. my other side of it. Not just I, I shouldn't say because I, I didn't say Kraft firing Belichick, but there there's there's something going on between those two behind closed doors that none of us will ever know about until something happens. Would Belichick look at Kraft and say, "I'm trying here. You're not giving me things to work with. I'm walking." 
I'm 70 I'm, years old now, 71 years old, 72, 73 years old. I'm we gonna haven't be, won. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you almost – he was pushing to keep Brady, and Belichick almost walked and went to the Giants this year. It was right. really close. So, so there, there's something brewing. I'm telling you, there's something yeah. brewing. But this is this is not. I know it's so tough for Patriots fans and Patriots Nation to hear the truth. But Fred Toucher says on 95 every morning, we're now a mediocre team. No, no, Pats right. But being a mediocre grasp, team, hold on. Pats fans cannot grasp the fact that we're not winning. We're not going to win the division title this year or next year or the year see, after. See, I, I no. See, we're I disagree with that. I disagree with that, win. and here's why. And here's the thing, and this is like, it, it's so frustrating, is Pats fans realize they're not going to win this year, and that's fine. And and, Pats fans, and Pats fans are going to, you know, use the excuse, oh, it was a COVID year, blah, 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 asterisk right. this, whatever. I don't care. I would still put Belichick over anybody else to be able to retool this team and this franchise next year and beyond over anybody else in this in this league. If he has the he players to do so. Or two. But that's if he the has thing the players. Is, he got screwed by, Belich- by, by Kraft because of the Brady thing. And... I would have no doubt that he's saying, okay, listen, we're in this position right now because of what you did and what I was forced to do between Brady and Garoppolo. I'm going to pick the next successful guy and going to go to work with him. This can't happen again. And it's not that I think Belichick's going to leave or that I don't think he can leave or he can't leave or he can get fired or can't get fired. I just don't think Kraft is going to fire him or Belichick's going to leave like right in the middle of trying to rebuild this if he has a chance to pick the guys that he wants to. Yeah, but you're rebuilding the guys that he team, wants though, to. George. You can't bring in Cam Newton to replace I the, don't think... I you can't think bring in Cam one Newton, guy and say, we're going to rebuild the team. So there's something going to happen between Kraft and Belichick. Why one don't you bring in gonna... Cam Newton? Because Josh McDaniels has wanted to run that style offense for a while now, since he was in Denver with Tebow. He wanted to run that RPO style offense. We're finding out it doesn't really work with e- with either this offense and the way uh, it's constituted, or it doesn't work with but Cam Newton. it did Newton. work because we won the first two games. It did work. That Cam Newton offense did work. It's Look at the numbers, George. It's proven. It, it did work. And now we're back to the... Belichick offense, which is it not working in a work, Cam Newton style. So it doesn't. It didn't work as a collect. Okay, hold on. Everyone, you're saying it did work. That's a past tense phrase, sir. Not means it is right. currently working because so, they, that's not, because that's they not the offense they're running. That's not they're, the offense, right? They're running a Belichick offense, which is I've said that, which is not working. There's no argument. I just said that that's not working. But when the Cam offense, where McDaniel's had clearly had more capability to say, let's try this, Cam, run your touchdowns, run. Do you have to do? It won us games. Belichick didn't like it. We're going back to the book. We're going back to what we do, the throw, the run, the pass. It's not working. So somebody has to go. Now, does Kraft say we brought Cam Newton in to revive his career, try to rebuild the team because Brady's gone? It's not working. You get to not keeping Cam over Belichick. You're out of your fucking No, I, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying you're, you, somebody has to go. So Nobody has to go. You just have to accept the fact that Brady moved on. You didn't have a succession plan because of the fact that it got traded and or moved on as a piece. And now you have to that. trust that Belichick that. can draft the next guy. Right, That's all it that. is. There's He's nobody going to be leaving. He's Nobody's fucking draft, moving. Nobody's yeah, getting fired. Belichick is not going to draft anybody. Nope. Belichick's not going to draft. We started the season without a fucking kicker, dude. <laughs> we started the season. No, 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 we started, you, draft, no you had a no. kicker. We you did. drafted right, a kicker. Right. 
You right. drafted I'm a sorry, kicker yeah. or you and drafted a kicker two round. two rounds ahead of where we drafted our kicker in Buffalo and our our kicker's kicking 50 yard field goals like they're going out of style. He can't yeah. make one under 30, but he definitely can kick over 50. Yeah. Or, I know got and, me and, and, points and, last year. And Indianapolis, and Indianapolis signed Blankenship who should have been drafted where, should have been drafted where Rohauser was. If they would have made that pick, no one would have had a problem with it. But, but he can't even pick a kicker. The problem is Belichick, the GM, not Belichick, the coach. Right. Scott if, Pioli, if, Scott, since Scott Pioli left this organization, they have not been able to make anything in the draft. Nick Casario is just a yes man for Bill, and that's the problem, where Pioli mm-hmm. wasn't. And at some point in time, just like in the Buffalo system or in Miami system or New York Jets system, at some point in time, you're going to have an ownership looking at a coach saying, what are we doing wrong? How can we improve this team to get back to what we once had, at least a little bit of that pie that we once had? What can we do? And if Belichick is so headstrong at 70 years old, keep that in mind. He's not going to coach forever. At some point in time, he's going to be off the Patriots for good. He's 70 years old. He's what, the second oldest coach in the league under Pete Carroll. So yeah. it's it's going to happen. Tom Brady's 44, 43? 42, 43. Yeah. 43. At some point in time, I mean, I never would have thought Brady would leave 10 years ago. I, I just it just didn't register in my mind. He's going to play a couple more seasons. Yeah, he's in great shape. But at some point in time, an ownership looks at a coaching staff and says, what are we doing wrong? What can we do to improve the team? This season, there's no improving the Patriots. There's moves they can make and there's things they can do. But people want out of New England now. People are leaving New England as before they wanted to come to New England, whether it was Brady or Gronk or not. But it was a winning team. They wanted to come in. Now guys are leaving the opt-outs. Yeah. Blame the COVID year, I guess, whatever, whatever you want to say, fine. You opted out. You, you, it, it kind of screwed us on defense. It's a huge loss for us, but now you get a guy who I, again, I flew the flag for Cam Newton thinking this is going to be the new Patriots way. We're doing this. We're trying it. The first couple of games. Awesome. It's a different look. We're not used to seeing that sort of offense. It's weird for us to take in. It worked great. It doesn't work, and George, I'll agree 100% with you. Belichick-style offense does not work with a Cam-style Newton quarterback position. It's never going to work. It will never work. You couldn't put a gun in my mouth and say, say it, it, it will never, ever work. So that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. What do they do? What is Kraft? Kraft's the number one brass. He's the guy. He will make any move he wants with without Belichick's approval if he wants to. He's the owner of the team. So that's kind of the – collective question I'm going to ask what what do you think needs to be done especially for this weekend coming up where stats in history prove itself that the Pats should beat Buffalo's ass to the ground and put Buffalo's through a table 10 times if they have to Dudley style what needs to be done this weekend to have the Pats beat Buffalo or vice versa I mean I'm so shaky I'm, it's like having snowstorm yesterday. We're not used to this right now. This is too soon for us. Give us. I don't care. I got my coffee and shorts and sandals today. <laughs> Fact, I, not opinion. I didn't. I give shoveled a my shit. driveway with no shirt on. So I didn't shovel. I didn't care. I went out. I stepped in the snow and sandals. Got into my hot car because I had car started already. Snow melted off my feet. Warmed my little tootsie toes up in a matter of seconds. F that. Ah, You're the best girlfriend that's a guy a great, can go for. You damn right I am. Uh, that is a great question. So I'm going to throw it to John. John, what do you think? All right. So you're a Buffalo fan, obviously. How do you think the Patriots can beat Buffalo this week? 
call Tampa, bring 12 and 87 back because that's the only way the Patriots <laughs> have a shot of winning. This team right. is horrible. This Cam Newton, if they're going to continue to play this style offense, is going to uh, be uh, 2-14. and 14. They cannot play a traditional style offense. Cam Newton can't complete a 15-yard out pattern from inside the pocket. He bounces the ball because he's rushing the throw. He has no confidence in his offensive line. He has no confidence in himself because he can't do what he wants to do, which is roll out of the pocket, run, and make plays. And until they go back the way they did the first two games and run some RPOs and let him get into a rhythm, it's not going to happen. The Bills are going to play nine or ten in the box, at, at least nine or ten in the box, because you have no receivers. They have no one to cover. They can single cover everybody without a problem. Tredavious White might be able to cover two people by himself. They're that bad. It's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> they're going to stop the run, hold, hold the edge, and keep Cam in the pocket and make Cam beat you. And Cam can't beat you from inside the pocket. Never you has, Cam, never been able will be. You think Cam Newton would work in Buffalo as their, as their starting quarterback? You think he would fit in Buffalo's system now? Exactly. Josh, Josh Allen is Cam Newton with a better arm. If you watch the Bills, the Bills run RPO stuff all the time. They have planned runs for Allen. They run sweeps with Allen. They run they run a lot of stuff with Allen. Uh, he would fit. It's the same offense. That's what I don't understand. They're, Belichick's not letting McDaniel do what he can do. It's the same offense McDaniel ran in, in Denver with Tebow. It can work. It can run. But they, they stopped after the first two games. Belichick's not comfortable with watching his quarterback run to make plays. Yep. He's, he's too, he's, he's turning slowly turning in the bill parcels where the quarterback just needs to drop back, take three steps and throw the ball, get rid of the ball as quick as he can. And that's it. And that's what I said. I think after a while, people are going to see that Belichick headstrong and go, I, we, we don't want it anymore. Not, not like not us, but as a, a coaching staff or a player, they're going to say, we, man, let's try something different. Let's, let's get out of the past. Let's try something. Let's move on. And Belichick, He's old school. There's no denying Belichick is an old school motherfucking coach. Well, John, you just point. mentioned you mentioned two uh, two coaches there, and your uh, your well put reasoning why the Patriots will not win the game. Um, you mentioned Belichick and Parcells, right? Yep. Collectively, this is for both. You could argue those are two of the most successful coaches in the NFL, correct? Without a doubt. But later in the years, they got too headstrong. Hold on a second. Um, you would believe that their sort of style of play on both offense and defense, but more importantly, as a head coach where they're in charge of both of those things, are a quarterback that drops back five, six, seven steps, whatnot, and then throws the ball in a quick, short, um, timed passing situations, correct? More running game, but yes. No, but well, the, the the pass sets up the run. Now, back in the day, the run set up the pass and, and, and parcels. But with the changing of the times, the pass sets up the run. But both had more passing ability and used the run as uh, a ruse, so to speak. Correct? No. Parcells but again, was three yards but, in a cloud of dust. All right. All right. So <laughs> Belich- if it was up the to Belichick, if it was up to Belichick, it would be three yards in a cloud of dust okay. right now. Because so he then doesn't. Let- he does not trust his offensive weapons. He has none. Okay, so right. so in but in general though, they've had quarterbacks that could step back and sit in the pocket and throw, correct? That is correct. So you have two of the most successful coaches in the NFL that both have the same style offense, which is run, 
but have quarterbacks that step back into the pocket and can throw the ball with accuracy and under a timing route situation. So why the hell, if I'm Belichick, would I change my coaching style to fit a new style of offense, which over the course of the history of the because, NFL and, and, more and, and more importantly, you coach to the play, you coach to boom. your player's strengths and, more and, Belichick, important, and Belichick knows that. And that's why they did it the first two games. Belichick is afraid to get Cam Newton hurt because he knows if Cam Newton gets hurt, he's got he's nothing, nobody but, but they are then, not going to win. But then here's the problem. The RPOs. But here's the problem: is why then would you pick up a guy like Cam if you know through the course of history that that style, the RPO, now it can be good. We watched uh, sort of Michael Vick run a a, a version of it. Uh, I, I, re I remember watching Randall Cunningham sort of not do the RPO but have the ability to run. What else? One yep, and Cordell Stewart. Yep, yep. Another slash, that type of thing. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. You've watched guys like that, and it's become more of an RPO style. But my question is, why would you go with that when that is just a flash in the pan type thing? And I'll say, yes, Patrick Mahomes is really, really good, but his style of running with the ball is not going to be as effective as his passing. So why would you try and switch your style up when you personally have had 20 years of success and your your mentor, Belichick, I mean, uh, um, uh, Parcells, has had about 20 years of success having that same style. So this is my question. Yes, fine. You have Cam Newton. You run the RPOs. But at some point, shouldn't your system be better than the RPO system, even with the Cam Newton? Because Cam Newton can throw the ball out of the gym. But what the hell's going on? No talent. No yeah, talent where? With, yeah. In Newton? Or no. in the wide receivers? Or wide, both? Receiver, wide receivers? Running back? You have an average running back at best in Damian Harris. Sony Michelle is horrible. Average? Average. All right. All right. Average. average. It's almost like look, when you it, it's almost like watching an old Bruins of the early 70s with Bobby Orr, Esposito, all those guys, the, the, the ass, the, the, oh, big, you mean the, ones that, the ones that failed at, at winning multiple uh, Stanley cups and should have gone on a hell of a lot longer run than they did that, yeah, that sure. team that vastly underachieved. Yeah. Let's go. If you, if you, if you take that era of, I use those names, that era of hockey, the, the, the limelight, the golden era of, of NHL hockey, and you put them in today's hockey, that they get their style, asses kicked. they would be, they would be pummeled so hard. It yeah. wouldn't, it doesn't work. It worked then. It doesn't work now. Although the same percentage would be better than Tuka Rask's. Go on. A hundred percent. I'll take a, I'll take this fucking cup of water. That's uh, <laughs> don't go, don't, don't go. Don't start with that. Don't see. I, I'm, now, I'm fucking flustered now. Don't start. You mean the quitter? Ah, Tuka John, quitter? I like you, John. Two, two. Don't start. I, I'm not a big Tuka fan. Two use. Two Ks, yeah. Yeah, no points. <laughs> I I think what what Kraft and I this is just my opinion. I've really never been wrong about a gut feeling, but I, I think this is my opinion. I think Kraft, the past couple of years with Brady, the the mental decline in New England because he checked out a couple seasons ago. He he did what he was doing. He, I think he checked out. I think Kraft was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and he was saying, okay this 20 year run that we had this 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 Gillette stadium this whole build we've done this this ownership this coaching staff it's been the best run of a team in sports history 
from minor leagues to professional leagues. There's no doubt about this has been the best run system in 20 years out of all sports, of all sports. I think with Brady leaving, Kraft knew they had to do something. They looked at options. They said, well, Cam Newton is could be the Kraft new- doesn't make those decisions, by the way. It has nothing he to do with he, him. He doesn't, but he's still owner. He has a say in it. No, he does not. I think he's talking about Belichick. He's a fucking owner of the team, dude. He's the owner of the team. He he's doesn't say, have any say in Let it. me know what you decide. He he does, and I'll tell you why he doesn't them. have any say in the team. I'll tell you why. Because he had the same problem with Parcells back in the day. Why the Parcells interview had where he's like, well, if they're going to make me cook the, the, the dish, they better have me, you know, shop for the groceries. That was the problem he had with Parcells. And the reason why he hired Belichick is because he didn't want to have that problem because he knew Belichick wouldn't be that guy and he wouldn't treat Belichick like that. Kraft has no, yes, Kraft is the owner. He signs a check, but he trusts Belichick to make the decisions. All Belichick comes in and says, hey, this is what I'm signing the guy. This is what I want you to pay him. This is what we have for a deal. You, you go with this for a check? Yes? No? Perfect. Kraft won't That's be it. that easy, dude, if the Patriots go 2-14 and 14 this season, 2-14 and 14 next season, 2-14 and 14 the year after that. Kraft's going to say, I trust you, Bill. I'll sign the checks. I'm going to sit in my office. Let me know. Do you think happens. they're going to go six and what's it, six and fifty-two over the next three years? It's possible. I, I, I mean, it, it is anything's possible. I, I, I think they're going to win a little more than that. They're not going to be the limelight team of the past twenty years. And that's you guys why both I think, say it's possible. I, oh, yeah. I think Kraft <laughs> to finish to finish my opinion. I think Kraft saw the writing on the wall that he knows. Oh. The Belichick era and the Brady era in this in this state, in this system, in this in this organization is going to start to come to an end. So to bring a kid to and if Belichick had the say, why did Belichick bring Cam Newton in? If he's the one bringing guys in, why did Belichick bring Cam Newton in when he knows it's not going to work in his system? So whose decision was that? Best guy out there for the cheapest price. There's a lot of the guys that are out there, though. But why bring Cam Newton in? The Andy Dalton does Andy not Dalton work in your system. Andy Dalton was seven million. Cam Newton, when, million and a half. When you know it does not work in your system, why would you bring him in then? Andy Dalton would have worked in this system. He wanted seven million. They didn't want to pay him seven million. He went to Dallas. There are the guys out there, and Andy Dalton's hurt now. Who at the start of the season? They could have got Marcus Mariota for four million. They didn't want Marcus Mariota because it's basically Cam Newton light. Doesn't run the same system as an Andy Dalton would. Next. That was the cheapest thing they could get and the most value they could get for a quarterback of his caliber. And that's why we're an NFL and MVP and you can get him for a million and a half. That's what you do. I thought it was I'm a not, great pick. I thought, I thought it was, it was a dumb. great pickup. Waste of a million and a half. Give me a million no. and a half. I'll give you more value. But the, prob- the problem is he won't the offense the way it needs to be. And that's, and that's, that and brings that's, me, that's, and that brings me back to the hard headed point where this team's not going to do anything in the near future with Belichick, the GM, Belichick, the GM needs to be Belichick, the coach and let someone else be the GM. Just like in Jerry world, Jerry needs to be Jerry, the owner and not Jerry, the GM. It's the yep. same thing. Yep. That's what I mean. about boys saying, will never saying, win. saying the old Bruins way and the new, I just use that as an example, just the old style and the new style, the game's changing. The players change. The mentalities of the players are changing. They're seeing that they can get more money by doing this and going there, not by winning. The Patriots were a winning team. Guys would take pay cuts. Brady took a pay cut to stay in the Patriots for the past couple seasons. And you know what he got in return? Past a ship to years. Tampa. <laughs> past, wow. Right. Past, yeah, say 20, say 20 yeah, years. But, I mean, but he got shipped to Tampa with one, two, 
three, Phenomenal four, team. five, six rings. Right. But if they would have spent some more money on the offense, they probably would have worn eight or ten rings. Seven, eight, nine, yep. yeah. You should and have he, at least won one still, of the two against the Giants, and, and he you would never still, should have lost to the Eagles. He would still be in, in blue and blue and white in the Patriots. should have 12. never lost to the Colts either. Should have if beaten they, the shot if, of the Bears. If, if Kraft pulled his checkbook back out with Belichick and say, what can we do to help Brady? Let's keep – this is the guy that's working. This system, what we have, is working. We don't want to lose him. What can well, we do? And that's where that's where I say I Belichick screwed – Belichick screwed the Patriots. Al Kraft and Belichick screwed the Patriots twice by right. not only – Getting trading your trade for your 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 successor, <laughs> but trading both successors and at least having Brissett, he he was functional. I thought he would have been pretty good as a backup and he at least good. a bridge guy that you could have had right now till you got a another and I say Brady, not that it'll be another Tom Brady, but he could have been somebody you could have had in the system that could have done what Cam Newton does, except with better accuracy and would have hit his checkdowns. And you could have run your little RPOs because I think he has right. yep, but I think he has that type of ability and could have been that bridge guy. Well, yeah, Garoppolo, which was, a, I want to say, a direct successor to the style of quarterback that Brady plays. But not only did you trade Brissett, you've traded block Garoppolo, but you lost Brady and you got nothing back basically in return except for like a third or fourth rounder. So that's the whole thing that's frustrating. And 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 the thing is, when you say Kraft is going to smarten up and maybe fire Brady or Belichick, I mean, I'm sorry, but you hedge your bets when you say, oh, could be next year, could be the year after, the year after. Obviously, the man's going to get up to 70, 75. He's right. going to probably retire anyway. I don't think he's going to get fired. The thing is, is you sit there and you say, well, he's had all this success for 20 years, but in the next two years, he's going to get canned. Well, then what the hell is his success meant to him? Now, I get it that it's a, it's what have you done for me lately, but I'm sorry, Kraft's not going to pull the trigger after a year and a half and say, Belichick, you're fired, coach and GM, because you have a losing season or you don't win the division or when, you know, the rebuild isn't happening fast enough. That's what you're putting on it saying, well, you're saying that's what say, you're saying. I don't think he's going to fire him, but I think what he's going to do is is start to chime in more and say what I, we're again, doing this year is again, not working. He, he, he had... He had arguably one of the greatest coaches in the history. And I love Belichick, but but Parcells, I'm not going to say he's better than him, but Parcells is a mentor. And he basically, Parcells and Kraft butted heads over picking guys on the team. And that's why Parcells left. And when Parcells took Belichick, Kraft was pissed of it because he's like, damn, I screwed this up. So when he had a chance to get Belichick back, why on the napkin, I resigned as a, as a, a HC of the NYJ and handed it to him was because the agreement at that time and is still there is Belichick gets to pick player personnel. Kraft can come in and help smooth things over like he's done with Brady in the contract talks over years and years. He's done that. And I'm sure that there have been talks with other players that involve Kraft and Belichick together, but generally speaking, Bob Kraft stays out of player personnel decisions. So having Kraft jump in now, jump in now after 20 years of success because he's going to put his nose in there is A, completely ridiculous, and B, 
a complete 180 from what he's done in the past. So why would he not trust Belichick now after 20 years of success just because all of a sudden Brady's gone and just because all of a sudden Brissett's gone and Garoppolo's gone? Because Belichick can turn around and say, well, Bob, this is your fault. So now that this is your fault and we've established this, you either A, give me the chance to fix it, which after 20 years, I think I can show some success, or B, fire my ass now and let me go coach for the Giants or somebody else because you're not going to let me do what I want to do and not going to let me do what we've agreed upon from day one. Brad, so Brad, that's why I say your reasoning behind it is so flawed and is so incorrect because no, the track history of what they've done was the complete 180. To me, it's, it's, it's saying something outrageous and sensational just to say it for like clickbait. And it's like, no, there's no oh, facts. There's no – it doesn't matter because Jonathan's going to take over the team. So Thank the you. point is, is there's no – there's yeah, – yeah, Dude, exactly. As long as Bob Kraft is still the owner and pr- its primary owner of the New England Patriots, there's no chance in hell that he's going to fire Belichick in two years from now. Book it, mark it down, take it to Vegas, and fucking take and put your house on it. Because I, no I agree, George. Way. He's he's, he's going to leave on his own. That's what I, that all all I see, George. You. you you love to get riled up and say that I'm saying Krause and say, "Okay, Bill, you're fired." That's not. You happening. think he's going to leave on his own? For I think what? I I have said in the in the next couple of years, might not be two, might be three. In the next few years, Bill Belichick will not be on this organization as a head coach. He might stay on as an office guy, as a player personnel, bring guys in as a uh, consultant. Not going to stay as a head coach on this team. The the game is changing. It's not Bill. It's it's been great for twenty years. The game, just like in Buffalo, they change. The, the, the teams change. The game style changes. The players change. Kraft and Belichick have the old school winning mentality. It's been great for 20 years. We have, we're have we spoiled as a fan base. It's not going to work in the future here. A guy like Cam Newton, yeah, he was a cheap pickup. I love it. New offense, new style, running up. It worked great. Now it's not working. So something has to change. Kraft looks at Belichick and says, as the owner of this team that I write the checks, I'm trusting you to bring guys in. You brought Cam Newton. You sold me on him. You bring him in for a cheap deal. Fine. But now we're not winning. So now the trust train is starting to go. If you think the trust train is starting to go off the rails on one fucking pickup of a cheap ass quarterback who's busted in general when he was getting uh, his health evaluations, then you are off your rocker and need to start drinking. I I wouldn't to get back on. Once we end this charades, I'm going to start. Um, (laughs) Please do. (laughs) I I just I just think I mean, again, I I look at I John, I hate to kind of sidetrack with Buffalo, but Buffalo's system changed. Their 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 whole style system changed. The 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 fan That's base changed. Buffalo sucks. Not this year. They're better than the Patriots. I mean, I, I mean, John, I'm all wrong. Collectively, <laughs> they've sucked. They, they had sucked. to change when when the ownership changed, and Pagula stopped. Figured out that he made a mistake hiring Rex Ryan and went for the flashy pick the first time out of the box. Same thing that Kraft did when he hired Parcells. John, keep talking. I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this bet, buddy. He he brought in he brought in Bean. He brought in McDermott, and they're creating a system and creating a culture similar to what Pittsburgh, where once the once the system's in place, it's not going to change. Pittsburgh over the last 50 years has brought in a culture. It's not 
who's coaching. It's not who's the GM. It's the culture of the team. Oh, they've also only had like three head coaches in those 50 it, years too. It, <laughs> exactly. But they have that culture here. The problem is no one's buying in right now because the team's not winning. You don't have Tom Brady, your leader, taking a pay cut for them to bring other people in. No yep. one's buying in. That that's that's sums it up. No one's buying in. So unless he it. can get unless Belichick can get people who can buy in or start making better draft picks as the GM and get some talent in here, they're going to struggle because he is protecting Cam Newton right now. If you watch the first two games compared to the last four, the offense is back to have keeping Cam Newton in the pocket to protect themselves because he's afraid if Cam Newton gets hurt, especially after the Kansas City game, you see what you had in Hoyer and Stidham, the inter the interception machines. Yep. I mean, that's that's why that's why they're playing the way they're playing on offense. I mean, that that's my whole point. And you like you just said, no one's buying in. As for years, people bought in. As a, as a fan, George, you included, me included, we bought into the system. We because this is we're winning. You said, Joe, you, you talked about Mookie Betts of the day. I agree with you. If you're going if, if to bring a guy in, I want to enjoy what I'm paying for. I want to enjoy the $50 parking and tailgating at, at Gillette Stadium. I want to enjoy going in $16.50 for a beer and, and spend $400 at a game to enjoy us winning. But to go to a game now, I'm glad there's no fans because they'd be boo central every single week. You'd be booing them off the field. That stadium would be empty. Empty. No. no one would go. Yes. I, well, people, yes. people would still go, but it wouldn't be. It's. It wouldn't be the same. It would not be the same. And and, and to be honest, the, the only reason Devin McCourty's playing this year is because they gave his brother a job for another year. Otherwise, he would have opted out too with the rest of them. No, that's true. But you really think uh, Gillette Stadium would be empty? It would be if it's not empty. It'd be quiet. <laughs> yeah. With a lot of bags yeah, over quiet. the head. It's quiet anyway. I mean, that stadium sucks for acoustics, but right. in general, I don't, I don't know. I, I, think it'd be, I think they'd bang out the building. I think now, would you be a lot of booze as opposed to raucous cheers that we've had over the years? Absolutely. Yeah. You'd but it would be some of the saints. On it that. would be, but it would be full. Well, here's why it would be full. Here's why it would be full. Cause the season ticket holders, well, ish, the season ticket holders would be getting rid of their tickets and selling them to friends and family also hoping that those idiots didn't lose the tickets on them. Um, but <laughs> well, cause that's, that can right. happen. It does ha yeah, it does happen. But right. you'd sell them. So there would be people like me that don't have a chance to go to games all the time that would buy it, uh, uh, a, you know, a game or two, um, you know, and go. So they would be still full, but you wouldn't have the same fan base there. You know? Right. Right. But, I think I just get my mentality prepared for the future that, I mean, it's realistic. It, it, it's, I, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm okay with getting it prepared for the future, but to flat out say that, that Belichick is going to be gone in two or three years because of Kraft is just it's asinine, in my opinion, because I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think that their relationship is as frayed or, 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 or fractured as you say, Mike. Yes. Is it strained? Yes. Think, is it yeah, a little? Yes. Is it a little? You know, I don't want to say honky or wonky, whatever, maybe, but in the same token, I think there has been a, a, I mean, Mike, the, the, you and I have known each other for a long time and John, you and I have known each other for a long time, but in general, there's a level of trust that comes with working with somebody day in and day out for three months, six months, a year, 10 years, five, whatever. So after 20 years, there's a level of trust that yes, even though that this season is the anomaly based on what you're used to, 
that you're going to trust that that guy is going to be able to pull you out of that, you know, situation that no matter whose blame it is that you're in, that he's going to be able to pull you out. And I think Belichick, I'm sorry, I think Kraft owes it to Belichick. And I think Belichick owes it to Kraft for them to work together to pull themselves out of it. So uh, now if Belichick wants to leave and go again, coach the Giants or something like that, because again, we all know Belichick has a, a, a very soft spot in his, in his cold, icy heart. And I say that with all love and respect uh, <laughs> for the Giants. So I get that. And if he has a chance to go coach them, you know, because of that, you know, okay, fine. But I don't think he's leaving, you know, because Kraft's going to push him out the door or, you know, any of that. Or Kraft's going to get on him and go to his, you know, hey, Bill, what are we doing today? You're going to fix this problem? Hey, the next day. Well, I, know, I don't think he's, hover, I don't think he's a yeah, helicopter owner. But that's, but that's I just what I mean. Is I just don't – I don't think so. I think if Belichick wants to coach the Patriots for as long as he wants to coach the Patriots, it's his job to walk away from. Kraft will not fire him because – I mean, unless the Patriots go for like five years in a row of the Jets-like ineptitude, they're not going to fire him because of what he's meant to the franchise over and over. That's why Brady didn't get traded because Belichick, but more importantly, Kraft, didn't want to be the owner that traded away Tom Brady. Here's what's going to happen. Belichick's going to leave. If they they don't win, this year's a wash, covid When do you see when do you see Belichick kowtow to the players? That's how I know they're not buying in. When the whole thing in Kansas City happened, he kowtowed to the players and the players let let the players go complain to the league. Right. In past years, if they were all buyed in, that wouldn't have happened because Bill was all football. Right. So they're going to use COVID as a massive excuse for this year. Yep. So next this year's year, a wash. Next year, if they struggle, Belichick wants to pass Shula in the worst way because he hates oh, yeah. Shula. Oh yeah. If he if he ain't winning, he's gonna leave and go somewhere else where he can. He's got a Miami Don Shula pose above his bed at night. And he goes, exactly. I'll get you at some point, you fucker. Exactly. <laughs> so if he ain't winning here, he wants to be he wants to be retired before eighty. If they don't win next year, he's gonna leave and say, "Hey, no one's buying in. I'm going somewhere else to start over." And that, that's all I mean. I never I never said the word fired. Maybe I I think there is strain, but I I've been. Solid by saying in the next few years, I just don't see All right, Belichick sorry. being here. You didn't use the word fire, but you said Kraft will get rid of Belichick. So to me, that means he's fired. But I mean, what, I, I mean, sorry, words, sorry, you were you were very loquacious. You were very, you were very uh, loquacious on how I you do said it the for word dramatics, fired, George. You yeah, know, I, mean, I do it for dramatics. You could have you could have put on your, your your fake comb of and go, you're fired. You know what I mean? It could have been easy. Exactly. That's, so that's my theatrics in this whole thing. I bring <laughs> yeah. theatrics to it. Four score in seven hours ago. And we realized that he said fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's get to some predictions, John. um, Obviously, I know you think the Pats are going to win. The only question is by how much. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Lithium, John. Lithium. (laughs) Bills 24 to 12. They get four field goals out of folk. About 110 yards of passing from Cam, and that's about it. No rushing. Bills are going to stuff the run. They'll okay. be lucky if they get to the get to the 40 three or four times and kick four field goals. Um, all right. Then I got a follow-up question on that after. Go ahead, Mike, your prediction. I have, as a fan, I've chosen the Patriots every single week. I've never gone against them except for this week. I'm giving I'm I'm giving it to Buffalo, not by much, maybe 17 to 10. All right. So you think the Pats defense will hold Buffalo down, but just won't be able to score? 
Yeah, I mean, I have James White in the fantasy shootout, so I hope he yeah. gets that seven, that one touchdown. <laughs> he he one the, touchdown. You want the TD, yeah. All I want. All I, right. I, I think Buffalo 17-10, 17-13 in that, that range. Damn, I hate saying it like that. <laughs> Poor Pete. No to kill, Harry. No Julian Edelman. Offensive line's getting a little better. Really no receivers to throw to. Something called a Devin Asiasi is going to make the field, which I like, but don't know what's going to happen with him. And Cam Newton, who I have no clue if he actually knows the offense or not and can figure <laughs> out how to throw a football correctly. I agree with that. <laughs> with all that being said, this is a statement game for the Patriots. I think they go up to Buffalo, and I think they get the victory 21-17. And I think they get the victory because Cam Newton, even though he can't run, you know, and, and like you said, John, they're going to stack the box, put 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 guys. Who the hell knows? You know, bring the cameraman over. Let's go. You can block, too. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I think bring my that, headsets, too. Sure. I think you <laughs> are going to have the short passing game because what's Buffalo going to do? And what is what is Sean McDermott's teams love doing? They love that blitz. They love coming off the corner. They love coming off the edge. They love coming up the middle with some of the exotic blitzes, but they love, 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 love to pressure the quarterback. What does that open up on the flip side? It opens up the short passes, the swing passes, the, the bubble screens, the things like that. And I think you can expose, and this has happened many times, granted, Brady was at the quarterback, but the scheme perspective and the thought perspective is the same. You're going to expose on the back end a lot of screenplays. Now, you guys say there's nobody to throw to. That's correct. But if you can hit Demir Bird at five yards of whack, you can hit um, uh, uh, James White. You can hit, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead, this is going to be a huge game for Rex Burkhead. And and I think that's the way it's going to be the death by a thousand paper cuts. And I think that's what you do. And then when you get inside the 10, it's Cam Newton as the human bowling ball and, you know, running it in. Normally, I would agree with you, but the kryptonite's gone. He, he Without 12 as your quarterback, those plays aren't going to be open because you don't have anybody to get open. James White, yeah, but James White's going to get five, six yards on a screen pass because he's got no one who can block, no receivers or anybody who can block in front of him. As long as that five yards is a fucking touchdown for me, I don't care. First and goal on the floor, he gets five. Nice. Oh, my God. Little girl happy. This this for the Bills is bigger than a game. This is the future of the franchise. No, that is very true. They win this. They can win by one. They can. I mean, it's a it's going to it's a a typical AFC East game. It's going to be ugly. I'm a betting man. Bet the under. Bet the house on the under. Oh, yeah, because 700 especially get, especially, wins. Especially if you can get it at 41 and a half, because some of the sports books have it up as high as 41 and a half. Bet the under. This this is one of those games where, and George, you're right. Belichick is the guy. He's the coach and GM. Kraft is up in his office with the door shut. He lets them do what he wants to do, and he makes sure that I give you the home to do it. This is that game where Kraft's office door cracks a little bit. So he can see outside and the players and staff know that, okay, daddy's watching us. We have to do something. This, this game is Super Bowl Sunday for the Patriots. If they yeah. don't win this game, a lot of people are going to say this Jersey, that eh, means shit to me. I, I know I'm not a fair with a fan. I, I support the Pats through thick and thin. I just think they, they're not going to win this, this weekend. 
But I, this is that Super Bowl Sunday game, and they have to step up. They have to win. I hope they do. I hope I can eat my words. But this is Super Bowl Sunday for them. They have to win it. And this is where that office door, if they don't win, opens up more and more and more before he takes it off the hinges and says, okay, now now the iron rule's coming out. Now I'm going to start making some input. Oh, I, not like I, I, don't th- I don't think it's going to last that long. I think the, uh, I think the door is <laughs> off the hinges and the iron rule is already there after these couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. Um, so the follow-up I had is, John, do you think uh, we're going to see Stidham this week? No. No? Okay. Because the team, the, if, he, if he puts Stidham in, anybody he has in his camp, Belichick, is going to be gone. This team wants Cam Newton to be the quarterback. They don't want Stidham. If Even they wanted if, Cam Stidham, if, if they wanted Stidham to be the quarterback, they would have never brought Cam Newton in. This team uh-huh. does not have any faith in Stidham. This team doesn't have any faith in Brian Hoyer. That's why they, ha- they, they have faith in Newton if they run the offense the right way. Okay. But the problem is they're going to try to run the short little pass game instead of trying to run RPOs. I like Cam run. I, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even – if I would – I would put all tight ends out on the field and just run. I would run full house backfield and run wishbone because you'd have a better chance of winning than having Cam throw to these this this bunch of receivers you guys got. Go back to day one of high school one-on-one yeah. football. Just, run the I, just, I offense, the T offense. Mike, you're, Notre Dame, you're a Notre Dame fan. You know about the uh, the I offense and the power I. Run, run, oh, yeah. run the wing T and the veer yep. and – that's yeah. why Notre Dame's five and zero, oh, baby. They're gonna win. Yeah, they're gonna win, and they're gonna win next week. Yeah, let me ask you a question. How many Trevor's t- on the shelf? How, how many? How many national titles is, uh, has Notre Dame won by running that? John, offense? it's been a good show, buddy. What we want to do zero is we wrap it up here, John, because uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> They've won national titles this year. Yeah, though. back in the nineteen forties, eighties, sixties. Yeah. 80s. 80s. Yeah, when football was a hell of a lot different than it is now. Running, running the wishbone and running the power well, eye. They don't, they, don't pay, they don't pay their players like they do in the SEC. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, they're a, they're a real, true team. My friend Brian Polian's a special <laughs> teams coach. Trust me, they're a real team. They don't pay their players. That you know of. <laughs> no, that I know for <laughs> That's right. They're they're a good Catholic school. They're they don't good, pay that. They're play. a good Catholic. They're a good Catholic school. school. Yeah. The only yeah. difference is they get better players in BC. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. John, if you look at the different ball caps, I'm wearing one and George is wearing one. Which team sucks more? I'll tell you, it's this one. It's this one. It's the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, that team's an hour. We're not going to get into it. Pre-show, pre-show, I went on an absolute rant. We're not getting into it. Maybe I'll post it one day. I don't know, but this Red Sox team sucks. Um, all right, so that is the predictions. That's about ends of our show. Um, I got the Pats coming in in an upset. I know it's crazy, but going up there with no fans too, I think it's going to be huge. And if they can get their heads out of their asses, like you said, maybe they run that RPO system that Cam's used to running. Um, I mean, with the 700 mile an hour winds up there, good luck throwing the ball further than five yards anyway. How many James White touchdowns? Maybe zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> um, so I think the RPOs is is definitely um is definitely something that's going to be in play. 
Um, I do think there's going to be a lot of screen plays, a lot of swing passes, a lot of stuff out of the backfield with the running backs, especially if you can put White and Rex Burkhead in the they're gonna have the, the only way they're going to win is if they put all three running backs because Burkhead and White are better receivers than the receivers they got. Well, and, and that's and that's the other thing too is well that then here's the thing is that you're going to now get a matchup. You're going to put a cornerback on them, or you're going to put a linebacker. You're going to blitz at the corner and have the linebacker slide out in coverage, you know, or whatnot. So I think from that, if you can pick that up and you can pick up any tendencies that they might show, you know, especially if you're coming out of the backfield to have uh, Buffalo declare who's going to be covering him, that's going to make for some some matchup, uh, you know, things. And I think Belichick. And I'll put an extension to McDaniels, but I'd say more Belichick is probably one of the best at spotting matchups and know who to pick on on defense, even even now with his offense being shit. So that that um, that I think is why the Patriots have a chance, not not a uh, you know, not a dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm talking like an actual chance of going up to Buffalo and beat them. Um, again, I do think you have to stop Josh Allen. If you're the Patriots, like that is the number one thing, get it pressure up the middle, get him off his spot and make sure you have a guy spying on him so that he doesn't break open and uh, you keep contain uh, to keep him as wheels. George, you're a big Edelman guy. Cole Beasley is going to put Edelman to shame this week. He's going to have 15 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to eat the Patriots alive. No oh, Stephon oh, Gilmore. Wait, we're recording that, right? Because if that does happen, I'm going to send that to Vegas every week of the year. <laughs> you and I, John, take a little trip down to Vegas. So, so Cole what do you say? is going to eat the Patriots for dinner. So, if you're playing daily, I would recommend putting in Cole Beasley. Cole on, Beasley would be on, my flex player. On, on, I was just about to say, on your flex player, if you listen to the Armchair Sports guys. So, that about does it. John, thank you again for joining us here. Anytime, gentlemen, Armchair anytime. Podcast. We may have you back here again when Is Buffalo- that a bar in the background? I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, yes, it is. Full oh, bar. God. I'm on – George, you know the size of – I'm coming to Buffalo. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not in Buffalo, so, I mean, go oh, ahead. Drive up the – no, no. No, yeah, he's a local guy. Yeah. Local dude. Yeah. Where are you? So, I mean – Lunenburg? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't go to Lunenburg. <laughs> Might as well go to Buffalo. It's the same distance away, right? <laughs> oh, well, again, on behalf of John Litwin, for Mike Lachance, I'm G.J. Mitchell, Rich Mays, and uh, Matt O'Brien, and Sean Verhadian couldn't make us with us here today. But again, thank you, John, for coming on to the show. Don't forget yes. to join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m., Saturday at 11 a.m. on the Armchair Sports Guys Live on Facebook. Facebook is the Armchair Sports Guys. Instagram, the Armchair Sports Guys. Guys, Twitter, armchair underscore guys. And if you want to join the show, talk anything sports or some simple shenanigans, uh, reach us at the armchair sports guys at gmail.com. Uh, one final thing, John, favorite Halloween candy. Quick, seen as how it is Halloween. Twix. Ah, Twix. Mike, yourself? The pumpkins, the Reese's seasonal ah, pumpkins, the, tr- they, the trees, they just the taste eggs. Better. They just taste better. It yep. is. If I, if I could free base it, I <laughs> Stay tuned. The after Reese's. show, Mike Freebasing Reese's coming. Reese's um, been right here. I gotta go. I gotta go. Classic. I I gotta go. Snickers. I just love myself a good Snickers. Um, don't know why. Just do. But anyway, that's our show. Thanks again for joining us. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween, and we will talk to y'all later. Peace.